0: Social justice has been in play a long, long, long time. It is a very controversial term. As social justice refers to the action we take in making sure everyone is treated fairly. Now for me, that's what Jesus was all about. Is making sure everyone was treated fairly. Jesus wanted everyone to get a fair shot. (laughs) This is not a new term, nor is it a trend or something that will just fade away. So if I just shut you down by saying social justice, I'm sorry, but it is something that we all are in the midst of. Social justice is the tool that allows us all to jump on the change train. I don't know about you, but I've been asking the same questions you have. How can I be the change? What can I do? How can I help? I have no idea where to begin. Here's how you get started. On the change train. I say that a whole lot of times, 10, 15 times in a row. See what you come up with. There's five ways I think you come up with change. You learn, you seek, you help, you defend, and you plead. Learn. Let's talk about that a minute. Some of you probably feel like you learn enough One of my favorite people in the whole world is a lady that I have the privilege and honor of working with. And the thing that I love so much about her is that she reminds me every day that we are never too old, never too smart, never too polished to learn more. Knowledge is so important in understanding social justice, in understanding our world, in understanding our scriptural and our spiritual lives. Read. Pray. Listen to those that you don't even agree with. You will learn. You will learn from those you don't see eye to eye with. Educate yourself. Never assume you know and never ever listen to gossip, chatter, rhetoric. Get clear information. You cannot learn when you hold on to just your opinion. When we hold on to our past, what we've always thought, or a present of what we think, change can't happen because we're not listening. And it may not even mean that you're wrong, but sometimes listening is just that. Find out where justice is needed. Women, children, LGBTQ plus community, our African-Americans, the poor, the hungry, the needy. You find the need. And that leads us to the second point, which is seek justice. Pay attention. When we truly open our eyes, we will see the need. We don't always like the need, but there's a difference between liking it and seeing it. And God didn't call us to like it. God called us to act and help our neighbor. We will find the needs when we look. If we get so focused on our thoughts and fears, we will miss seeing the need. Look for it. Get yourself out of your peer view and look for it. Get out of your comfort zone. I want to introduce you today to two friends of mine. Actually three, but I'm going to introduce you to this first two. These are my sweet friends. This is Dottie and this is June. They are sisters. Their sweet grandmother comes to Crosswalk. They're a beautiful mama I have known for a long time. There they are again. I had the privilege of getting to be in the baptism service and hold sweet June years ago. But these sweet girls are in this group that you see there's several of us. And every month they go to the homeless shelter with me. Every month these little girls as you see right here they begin to pass out. Food, deodorant, toilet paper, water, whatever the need is. These little girls do not ask any questions. They do not care what color your skin is. They do not care if you're male or female or gay or straight. They don't care. They just know there is a need. And there they are, right in front of Austin Street with their grandma and their adopted grandpa. Passing out because they see the need. Two little girls that wanted to help did. They do. Dottie and June, you're my heroes. We've been praying for you, June. All of my friends have been asking about you as you're healing. She was bitten by a copperhead a couple of weeks ago and she's doing really good. But I love you girls so much. I'm very proud of you. William Sloan Coffin said it like this. He said, we all belong to one another. That's the way God made us. Christ died to keep us that way. Our sin is only and always that we put asunder what God has joined together. Then there's the next thing we do. When we see the need, we help the need. We help the oppressed. There is always a way to help even if that means falling on your knees and praying because that's all you have. I have learned in helping someone that I don't help them in the way that I think they need it but I'm learning to pay attention and help them in the way they need it. William Slonkofen also says, am I my brother's keeper? No, no, I'm not, because I am my brother's brother or sister. Human unity is not something we are called upon to create, only to recognize. I want you to meet another friend of mine, and I'm going to have Jackie leave this one up for you for a few minutes. This is Charles. Charles has been my friend for probably about six or seven years now, and Charles lives on the streets. Charles is the one that gave me the nickname on the streets, the purple-haired worship leader. What I learned from Charles is Charles didn't need me to tell him how to fix his life. Charles needed me to listen to him about his life. Charles needed me to understand that what he needed more than anything was praise and worship in his life. So you know what I do when I see Charles? We praise and we worship together. Now that didn't take Charles off the street as of yet. But what it does is bring him closer to God. And it brings a release and it brings a comfort to him. Sometimes in helping people, I have to discover that my way of helping them isn't the right way, but helping them the way they need Then, when I discover that, I want to defend them. The scripture says, defend the orphan. And let me tell you, we've all been orphans. Stand up and defend those who cannot defend themselves. Stand for what is right. Don't sit on your laurels. Let me tell you, I know it's easy to sit right now because it seems like that's all we've been doing. But this is Time to sit. If you want to make a difference, stand and make that difference. And accept the world for what it is. Don't think it's going to dissolve and go away because it won't. As we have seen in the past few months, thinking it's going to go away will not fix it. It really does begin with you and I. Prejudice disfigures the observer, not the person observed. If only the latter could remember it. Let me say that one more time. Prejudice disfigures the observer, not the person observed. If only the latter could remember it. Whether you're poor, whether you're like me and you're short, You just have big hair and high heels so you look taller than you really are. It doesn't make that person look bad because of our prejudice. It makes us look bad. So when we defend those around us, we defend those who can't for themselves then we plead for the widow. We plead for the widow. Plead the case for those that are in no position to plead their own case. Use your power. And you have power. Don't think that you don't. You have power. Remember what Clifton Howard told us a few weeks ago? He said, do you remember what it was? Prejudice plus power equals racism. You have the power not only to change racism, but you have the power to help the homeless. You have the power to help those that cannot stand for themselves. As we close, Martin Luther King said it like this. He said, returning hate for hate multiplies hate. Adding deeper darkness to a night already devoid of stars. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. We are not here today to decide who deserves someone to be able to learn or someone to seek that needs our help or or who deserves our help or who deserves being defended by us or who deserves us pleading their case. That's not what this is about. We are here today to do what God called us to do. And all of that is what he called us to He called us to learn. He called us to seek. He called us to help defend and plead. I ask you today. To think of that moment when someone did that for you. When someone pleaded your case, when someone helped you, when someone learned about where you were and someone seeked you out and found you and then they helped you. Where would you be today if that had not happened? Where would you be today if someone said, it's not my business, it has nothing to do with me, it is not my problem. Where would we all be if God had said, it's none of my business, it's not my problem, I don't need to send my son. But he didn't. He said, I love them all. Every one of them the same. And he sent his son. Be a light. Learn. Seek. Help. Defend. Plead. Be a light. In any way you can and in any situation that you can, that is how you make a difference. That is how we step out of our comfort zone. That is how we bring change.